Hello everyone, this is Vladimir Stafford, and you're listening to Agent One Grace Podcast, Season 1, Episode 16, Bella Weller, Health and Wealth, Recording Date, January 17th, 2022. Please enjoy. Hello everybody, thank you for joining us today. I want to talk with you about B. Weller. B. Weller is my alter ego. She's a caricature of myself as a bee. So she has a bee body and a human-like face. And she likes to tell other people what she has learned about health, about how to have good health. Because health is everything. B has learned that if you don't have your health, it doesn't matter how much money you have, because if one isn't healthy, one won't be able to enjoy one's money. If you ask B. Weller, if you had to choose between health or wealth, which one would you choose? B would say, I choose health over wealth, because if I don't have my health, if I'm sick or disabled, I won't be able to enjoy life to the fullest, even if I did have a lot of money. I would rather be healthy and poor rather than sick and rich. Of course, if one is sick, money does help buy one things that one needs or will assist one in one's sickness and disability. In other words, if you are sick, it's good to have money to pay for things that will alleviate your sickness and or disability. For example, if you had a stroke and were paralyzed on your left side, say, and needed help for your every need, you could have a personal assistant 24-7 in your, in your home if you had the money. If you didn't have money you would have to go to a nursing home to get the help you need. And the help would be on the nursing home's terms, not yours. The nursing home would be the employer. You wouldn't be the employer. Here in Kentucky, there is government assistance for people who are disabled and would like to stay in their homes and in their communities, but who can't afford to pay someone to help them. It's called the Medicaid Home and Community-Based Waiver. But the help is limited to eight hours a day, 40 hours per week, with five hours respite on the weekends, maybe, if you can get it. So people who need 24-7 help have to go to a nursing home. I don't know if you've ever stayed the night in a nursing home, but they are not good places to sleep. Too many lights, too much noise, and the beds are not comfortable. Definitely not like home. The government won't pay for 24-7 help at home because it's more expensive than nursing home care. The government has a limit of $200 a day for the care they will pay for, and $200 only pays for 8 hours of care per day at home, 40 hours a week, because the care is one-on-one. In other words, it's better. So when you have to pay for one person's hourly wage, it's more expensive than what they reimburse a nursing home because they've got one person helping 40 people. And that's not as good as having one person helping one person, of course. I firmly believe that every person that needs help needs one-on-one care most of the day. But I don't understand why the government won't pay $200 a day for home and community-based services, eight hours a day, seven days a week, when they pay a nursing home 
for care at $200 a day, seven days a week. The government will only pay for help in one's home for eight hours a day, five days a week. That's not fair. That leaves people at home without help on the weekend, except for that little bit of five hours of respite that they allow on the weekend. However, they don't reimburse for respite at the same rate, and so it's hard to find anyone to supply that help on the weekend because it doesn't pay anything. I'm guessing it's because the nursing home industry has powerful lobbyists that have convinced legislators to tip the scale in their favor so people are forced to go into nursing homes to get the care they need on the weekends. Agencies like Aging with Grace employ people and supervise them to provide services in people's homes through the Home and Community-Based Waiver. Our employees must have their fingerprints taken so that a federal and state background check can be done. Employees must be drug tested, TB tested, and CPR trained. They receive initial training and testing and ongoing training and testing. Audits are performed by the state regularly to ensure that agencies like ours that provide services through the Home and Community-Based Waivers are compliant. Agencies like Aging with Grace have to provide workman's comp insurance to their employees and unemployment insurance. Aging with Grace pays all federal, state, and local employee taxes. Aging with Grace also offers supplemental health and disability to employees and a superior employee assistance program. Aging with Grace aspires to be known as the gold standard in home and community-based services. In Kentucky, when one desires help at home and one has no money to pay for it, one has to apply at the local Department for Community-Based Services, also known as the DCBS or the Food Stamp Office. It is a state program, so it doesn't matter what county's office you use. And so if you live in a large community like Lexington, you can go to an outlying county to apply for the services. And I encourage people to do that because the wait, it's usually crowded here in, in the Fayette County office and the wait is long. You have to go apply. And like anything involving the government's money, there will be lots of forms to fill out and lots of documents to submit. This is a daunting endeavor for someone who is disabled. Take my friend Dottie, for example. She's 91 and frail. She owns her own home outright, but has given her car away because she feels she's no longer safe to drive. She fears falling, but doesn't want to use a walker. She uses a cane. She needs help getting groceries and getting to the doctor for a test that she needs periodically due to a heart problem. I suggested she could have a nurse come to her home to take blood for the test through her insurance, but for some reason she would rather get her blood tested at the lab. I just sent Dottie a form to fill out that will give our case managers permission to help Dottie with applying for the home and community-based waiver. In other words, we can do the work for her. The government, the Medicaid program, will not reimburse us for the time we spend on helping Dottie or people like Dottie apply to Medicaid, however. But once she is accepted, if she's accepted, and I'm sure she will be, we will be reimbursed for the services that are authorized to be provided. And the, and the government decides what services that she will be um, authorized to use. And she has to choose us to provide the services. It's up to her to choose who she wants to be her case manager. 
Each Medicaid member is assessed by a nurse individually, and that determines their level of care. So this nurse is from the government, and um, they also have to have a statement from their doctor. But they determine their level of care and the amount of services and the kind of services and the money needed to pay for that care, how much they are eligible to receive. So eligible Medicaid members are then given a list of case management agencies from which to choose. It's up to them to call the agency and ask for a case manager. The case manager's job is to find agencies to provide the services they need according to the assessment that was done by the nurse. There is a conflict-free case management policy in Kentucky, and that means that the agency who does the case management cannot be the same agency that provides the services. So the problems, and and that's a good thing, that conflict-free case management, I love it. It's a really good thing. I have a story about when, before they um, instituted the conflict-free case management, but I won't tell now, it's it's a pretty long story. (laughs) But uh, so the problems I've seen with the Medicaid home and community-based waiver are, one, as I mentioned before, there's no money to pay for help on the weekends. Two, if people live in a home where someone owns a car, they are not eligible for free transportation to the adult day center. So Aging with Grace has the Fountain of Youth Clubhouse, and it's licensed as an adult day health care center. And I think it's really wonderful because people there, they get socialization, they get nutrition, they get um, regular screenings and medical oversight. And it's just a a really good thing for people to get out of their house and to be around people. But if they, say, Dottie lived with her daughter, and her daughter worked, and her daughter owns a car, Dottie couldn't get free transportation to the clubhouse. Medicaid wouldn't pay for it. So for a woman to get herself ready for work, get her elderly, frail mother in the car, and drive to the adult day center, get her mother out of the car, in the door, signed in, and then get herself to work, coming and going, it's huge. I've done it. it it's it's just really, it, it makes life miserable. But if Medicaid would pay for someone to come to the door and pick her mother up and take her to the adult day center and bring her mother home at the end of the day, that would be great. And of course, Dottie's daughter could pay somebody to provide that service, but for someone on a tight budget, that's pretty daunting. And number three, um, oh, there's no procedure, policy, or reimbursement to help people apply for the waiver, and I talked about that already, that people are just kind of out there. They don't even know that there are that there is such a thing as home and community-based services, And if they do know about it, there's nobody to help them apply for the waiver. And four, if they go to a nursing home because they haven't heard about the home and community-based waiver, the nursing homes will not tell people about the availability of the home and community-based waiver. Of course, because they, they want that person to be there. And even if the, even if they don't have any Medicaid beds available, I don't think they tell people about the home and community-based waiver. They may not even know about the home and community-based waiver themselves at the nursing home. I don't know. I, I've visited nursing homes, and I've told them, but uh, I haven't done it lately because of COVID. I need to get out there and 
educate these people in the nursing homes again. Because I know there's a Medicaid shortage of beds. Um, Well, what I've heard happens when there's a shortage of beds, they send people far, far away. And that's awful because their family members can't visit if they do have family members. A lot of people don't even have family members. But, um, yeah, I need to get out there and visit more. Okay, so number five, case managers did not do home visits during COVID. And that was really bad because the case managers are responsible for overseeing the services that the Medicaid home and community-based waiver recipients receive. And if nobody's overseeing that, things can go awry. And I, I, I think they're doing more home visits now that um, some of the COVID restrictions have lifted, but it's still not where it needs to be, I don't think. And number six, the state's electronic visit verification system does not work well, resulting in frustration and mistakes and wasted time. So here in Kentucky, and I think this is across the nation because Medicaid and Medicare dollars come from the federal government, and they have mandated that we use an electronic visit verification system. So that's an app on our employees' smartphones, and that's a prerequisite for working as a home service provider. One has to have a smartphone. And on the smartphone, they download an app where they can clock in and out, and the app verifies where they are just while they're working just during working hours, it has a, a location device. So sometimes it doesn't work, though. And that causes frustration for our service providers and for our supervisors and for our billing agent and for our payroll agent. So I'm really hoping that they can work those bugs out. It's, it started in uh, January of 2021. And I'm hoping by the end of this year, at least, it'll be working smoothly. It would make life a lot easier for everybody concerned. And number seven, adult day services are not encouraged enough. Adult day services are good for people and they save money. So I'm hoping that case managers and these nurse assessors and everyone involved will encourage people to attend adult day healthcare centers for their own good and for the good of the state's money, taxpayers' money. Well, not state, just state money. It's federal money, too, as I said. So the state did raise, oh, a, a number eight. Another problem I see is Medicare doesn't pay for adult day healthcare services. And that would help people save money, too, because we could do a lot more if, if we had Medicare money. And the, let's see, so the state did raise our reimbursement rate. That, that used to be a problem that we didn't get reimbursed enough and we needed to pay our employees more, but we didn't get reimbursed enough. So the state did raise our reimbursement rate this legislative session, which is a good thing. So we can be reimbursed at, at a level in line with what we are paying our employees because most people do not realize that in addition to what we pay per hour, we also have to pay workers' compensation insurance and unemployment insurance and Medicare and Social Security and some federal, state, and local tax 
per employee per hour. So for an employee earning 14 an hour, we are actually paying out $16.50 an hour. Plus, we have to pay rent from our reimbursement rate. We have to pay utilities. We have to pay the managers and the billing and payroll agents, the nurse and the case manager salaries. We have to pay liability and property insurance and lawyer and accountant fees and licensing and continuing education costs, etc. The Home and Community-Based Waiver Program will also pay for a member to hire their own employee to help them at home. This program is called the Participant Directed Services, or PDS for short. The PDS program is most popular with family members who want to be paid for the help they are providing for a loved one. The PDS program is totally separate from what we do and is managed by our local Department of Aging and Independent Living. Participants are responsible for keeping track of hours and compliance. In essence, they are the employer of the person who is helping them. Another person is also designated as the money manager. It is also important to note that as of this writing, the most that Participant Directed Services Program recipients could pay their employees was only $11.27 an hour. But back to B. Weller. B. Weller would like to grow older with health and wealth. That is the best because you can enjoy things that money can buy in good health and leave some for your heirs. If you have money in poor health, all your money will be spent on your care in your last years. And you won't have any to leave for your heirs. And if you don't have your health, you won't be able to enjoy the people in your life either. The people whose company you enjoy will either leave you or take care of you. I don't want people to have to take care of me. And if they do have to take care of me, I want to be able to pay them well. I don't want to have to rely on Medicaid dollars. So B. Weller's mission is to educate people who are growing, growing older. And that's everybody. Let's face it, we're all growing older. She wants to educate people about how to stay healthy or get healthier because knowledge is power and forewarned is forearmed. And if ignorance is bliss, then it's tis, then tis folly to be wise, and we know that's not true. It is not blissful to be ignorant about health-related matters. What you don't know can hurt you. Please keep your antenna up and try to learn all you can about how to grow old gracefully. B. Weller is on our website to help you. Of course, you can also call Aging with Grace at 859-539-2147. If we don't have the answer, we will put you in touch with someone who does. Thank you for listening to Aging with Grace's podcast. I hope you'll listen again next week. So till then, I wish you health, wealth, and wisdom. And remember, good memories are everything. Bye-bye. The Health Club for Seniors is your kind of place, so come and join us and age with grace.